my name is Christopher Young, and you're listening to The Catholic Foodie, Episode 7. That's right, this is The Catholic Foodie, Episode 7. My name is Jeff Young, The Catholic Foodie, and you can find me at catholicfoodie.com. And tonight we're going to talk about my favorite food, pizza. Not only is, is it my favorite food, it's also the favorite food of America. Somebody somewhere did a survey... And the results of that survey, pizza is America's favorite food. I mean, the great thing about pizza is that it's, it's well, it, it's according to your taste. So you, there's so many different things that you can do with pizza. You can have just like a white pizza, olive oil with garlic. You can have a pesto sauce, a red sauce. Goodness gracious, you can have, even have a barbecue sauce. Uh, you can have artichoke hearts, banana peppers, black olives, fresh basil, fresh garlic, green olives, green peppers, jalapeno, kalamata olives, mushrooms, onions, pepperoncini, pineapple, portobello mushrooms, roasted red peppers, Roma tomatoes, spinach, sun-dried tomatoes, just plain old regular tomatoes. You can have anchovies, which I don't like at all. You can have bacon, you can have chicken, you can have beef, ham or sometimes known as Canadian bacon. You can have Italian sausage, meatballs, pepperoni, salami, shrimp. You can even have turkey on your pizza. There's just so many things you can do with pizza. It is just incredible, and I love pizza. And not, you know, just mainly those um, hole-in-the-wall places, just those, like, old, just plain, regular old Pizza places. Nothing fancy, no fast food, just regular, good old pizza. The bottom line, pizza is good. Wow, something smells good. Those, uh, goodies in there. Granny, Granny Puckett, the goodie lady? My goodness, she makes some good... Goodies. She's got a thing. It's like a, uh, it's like a uh, cookies, shortbread chocolate icing between. Very. It's good. Uh, it's very good. Yep, pizza is very good. Matter of fact, as I record this right now, I have pizza, actually pizza dough, in the oven, rising. So I had planned this section or this segment to talk about. Pizza and faith. Now, what in the world can you say about pizza and faith? I mean, other than, other than the fact that, you know, the Vatican is located in Italy and pizza comes from Italy, is there anything else you can say about pizza and faith? Well, I think so. Did you know that in the Jubilee year, the year 2000, when all these uh different groups of people were having special jubilee days like you had a a jubilee day of religious you had a jubilee day for priests you had a jubilee day for goodness i i don't remember all the different days i had there's so many and uh did you know that there was actually a jubilee day for pizza makers pizza chefs there was it was october 24th and 25th of the year 2000 and over 2,000 pizza makers, pizza chefs, arrived in Rome and at the, the Vatican, St. Peter's Square, uh, in order to be with the Pope. And he actually blessed 
the pizza makers and uh, prayed for them and prayed for the work that they do, which is pretty uh, amazing. And uh, then some representatives of the pizza makers also presented the Pope with a few gifts. They presented the Pope with a Neapolitan pizza oven, a brass pizza platter, and a decorated pizza slicer. So that was really pretty amazing, October 24th and 25th, the Pizza Maker's Jubilee. So pizza is well thought of, uh, not only by people in general and people around the world, but also by many, many Catholics, even the Pope, right? Pope John Paul II. Well, those of you who have been listening to The Catholic Foodie the last few episodes, you know that my wife has been joining me for a number of segments. And unfortunately, she will not be joining me this episode. She's actually on retreat this weekend, so um, she won't be here. But her being on retreat does allow me to do something kind of out of the ordinary. I, um, I made pizza last night for me and the kids, and I'm actually making it again tonight. And as I record this, I, I have some dough in the oven rising, so uh, it's... Normally, I wouldn't do this, make pizza two days in a row. However, since the uh, the cat is the way, the cat is away and all, uh, I guess I guess I get to play. So uh, um, this is kind of an experiment. I'm using two different kinds of flour for uh, these pizzas. Yesterday, I used an all-purpose uh, flour, and then tonight, I'm using a bread, uh, better for bread uh, flour. So we're going to do like a little experiment and see which one is best. Neither one of them is near what would be known as a professional-grade high-gluten flour, uh, but you can still make some pretty good pizzas at home with all-purpose or bread makers or better-for-bread flour. Now, I have been making pizzas for a long, long time. I remember when I was in high school, uh, I think it's when I started to make pizza, and you used to go to the grocery store, and they had, um, it was like a, a pizza kit. It was a box, uh, kind of like Chef Boyardee, but it wasn't Chef Boyardee. I think it was called Appian Way. And they had everything you need, needed in there to make the, the, the pizza. They would have the flour, and um, I, I don't know. Now that I think about it, I guess they did have a little packet of yeast in there. And they had the sauce and all of that. You had to add the toppings, including the cheese. Uh, but I used to make those. I, I would go to the grocery store and buy those boxes, and I'd come home and make a pizza. I think it made two pizzas, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, that was my beginning, right, the beginnings of my pizza-making uh, adventure. Now, I, I have to tell you, though, I have loved pizza since I was born. Um, my mom used to feed it to me in my bottle. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's not true. But since I was a little kid, I have been eating pizza and loving pizza. And I have some favorite pizza places that I can remember way back in, in my memory bank. And I've got some favorite pizza places right now. And I'm going to talk about those later. But the, my love affair with pizza started way back then when I was just a kid. And I think I've uh, explained myself in the past as being, you know, I'm an American but I have an Italian digestive system because I just love this stuff. And uh, so I would make pizza. I started to make pizza because I loved it so much, and it was this Appian Way stuff that I started with. And if I'm, I th it's hard for me to remember exactly when this started, but either right before I went to seminary 
or right after I went to seminary. So my late, late teens or my early 20s, my parents gave me for, I don't know, Christmas, birthday, something, I don't remember, uh, like a pizza-making kit, not not ingredient kit, but it had a pizza, um, like a deep-dish pizza pan. It had a perforated uh, thin-crust pizza pan and a pizza peel, a wooden pizza peel, and I think it also came with a pizza slicer. Um, and that was, I guess, when I kind of kicked it up a notch in, in my uh, in my pizza-making, pizza uh, I don't know, adventure, you know. So uh, I started to, to do pizzas. I got a recipe. I started to make my crust all by myself. I think I had, at the same time, I got a little book. It was How to Make Pizza. Very small kind of cookbook, paperback, um, could almost fit in your pocket. And I, I got a recipe for dough in there, and I started to make my own dough and make the sauce from scratch. Or actually, sometimes what I would do, most of the time what I would do is buy like a, uh, a, a jarred pasta sauce uh, in the grocery store, and I would use that as my sauce. It was actually much later when I started to make my own sauce. But anyway, so that's what I would do. I would make my pizzas. And so much has happened since then. I have grown a lot since then. Uh, I've gotten more at ease with the uh, the pizza making process, and I've gotten to where I, yeah, I've gotten it down pretty well. I've gotten it down pretty well, so I can whip out you know four pizzas or six pizzas or eight pizzas in just a few hours. I mean, of course, that's after the dough has risen and has uh, gone through a second uh, rising. Uh, I can I can whip out some uh, some pizzas, quite a bit of pizzas. So um, anyway, that's that's kind of where I'm coming from. When I thought about doing this episode, I guess I was really hungry for pizza. I had a uh, I had a hankering for pizza. So now here we are, and I have made pizza last night, and I'm going to make pizza tonight. And we're going to talk about pizza this entire episode. So I hope that you are hungry. If you're not hungry, you will probably be hungry by the time we finish this episode. But we are um, we are set to feast on that blessed disc of dough with all those yummy, yummy toppings on top. The, the pizza. Love it. Well, this past week, I sent out a, uh, a request for feedback on pizza, and I did that via Plurk and also on Facebook, and uh, I received a lot of feedback. I received several emails and also uh, some voicemail, and I'd like to share some of that with you right now. I received an email from a sister, Mary. I don't know how she pronounces her last name, but here in Louisiana, we would pronounce it Cancier. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, Kansier or Kansier, uh, but down here in the uh, Cajun country, it, it would be Kansier. Uh, anyway, uh, she said, uh, as one who is totally di- uh, dairy intolerant, pizza is never an easy thing. But it's amazing how good it can be without cheese, which they actually serve in Rome. 
My favorite cheeseless pizza is ground beef or turkey. And she mentions that low cholesterol is always preferred. Uh, black olives, lots of black olives, mushrooms, onions, ground broccoli stems, which she says is really good, believe it or not. And occasionally she'll put pickles on it to make it taste like a hamburger. Wow. <laughs> I've never heard of a pizza like that. I mean, I have heard of like a, a cheeseless pizza. And of course, yeah, I spent some time in Italy, so I'm, I know that they, how they serve pizza over there. It's very different than we have uh, here in the States. In Italy, it's, it's more... Um, uh, sparse. Uh, I don't know what else to how else to say that. Uh, here in America, we tend to like pile everything on, but in Italy, it's just very simple, and it's very good. It's just very simple. So I, I totally understand, and, and I've have experience of uh, a cheeseless pizza, but I've never thought about putting pickles on it. That's really interesting. Uh, so I'm sure that it's delicious. I'm sure it's good, and maybe one day I'll have to give that a try. So thank you so much, Sister Mary, for sending that in. And we got another email from uh, another uh, sister. This is from Sister Julia Derenkamp, who is uh, a daughter of St. Paul, and she is actually located right across the lake uh, from me, down in Metairie, which is a suburb, I guess you'd say, of... Uh, not really a suburb. What would you call Metairie? It's a city uh, right outside of New Orleans. And they have a bookstore there, Pauline Book and Media. Anyway, Sister Julia writes, uh, she writes this. She says, well, my favorite pizza was made by our sisters in Italy. Everything was made from scratch, so it was irresistible. But I couldn't tell you all the ingredients. Definitely oregano, basil, fresh mozzarella, fresh tomatoes. They had one called Pizza Bianca uh, that didn't have tomato sauce, uh, but just different types of cheeses and herbs. But on this side of the ocean, I guess my favorite would be from the pizza parlor that just recently moved in next door, Brooklyn Pizza. I don't know if it's really from Brooklyn, but Sister Meg swears it's the closest thing to New York pizza that she's tasted here in New Orleans. It is good. And we try very hard not to go there, <laughs> because sooner or later we wouldn't fit into our clothes. <laughs> well, that's the thing about pizza. You eat a lot of pizza, you're going to definitely expand. So, uh, but that is good. I didn't even know about this Brooklyn pizza. I'm going to have to try that one out. So one day soon, uh, Sister, um, Sister Julia, I'm going to have to come down, me and my wife, we have to come down to the bookstore and visit you and then go have pizza. And maybe we can talk you into coming along with us. So thank you. Uh, thank you for sending that in. I really, uh, I'm, I'm glad to have this new tip, this new place I can go to since it's close. Another email came from uh, Alexandra. Alexandra writes, my favorite pizza place is Pizza Man in Covington. I think their pizza is the, uh, or that the best pizza is the Wow Pizza, and Wow is actually the name of the pizza. Uh, there's a window where everyone can see the guy making the pizza, so a lot of kids like to watch him from the window, and sometimes he throws flour at it. It's an older place, but the pizza there is really tasty and is a good place to socialize. Well, thank you so much for that, Alexandra. I, I, <laughs> uh, once again, this is somebody who is local, who wrote in. Um, I'm, I live in Covington. I know Pizza Man very well. Matter of fact, it's one of my favorite pizza places, uh, if not currently my favorite pizza place. And uh, it's always a special treat for us to go there. Um, it's an old place. It was founded in like 1977, 78. I can't remember exactly the, the date. Um, but... <laughs> It, it, it's got 
it still has kind of like that 70s feel to it. Um, <laughs> there's a jukebox in there, and it, it one of the, how do I say this? One of the songs that is always associated with this particular pizza parlor, parlor is Puff the Magic Dragon. It's on the jukebox in there, and I can't tell you how many times we've gone in there to eat, and that song, Puff the Magic Dragon, is playing. And it's, it's just sort of like a, I don't know, it's like you're, you're, the place is still stuck back in that era. You know, uh, it's, a, it's a real small place, dark, very dark lighting. It's only open at night. I think they open at 5 o'clock. Um, and it's, uh, it's just really, it, the, the environment, it's all that wood paneling. And it's got you know, the, the, the big window right there that separates the dining room from the kitchen. And you can see the guys in the kitchen, and you know, Pizza Man himself is kind of a tall guy. He's he's gray-haired now, but he's got this big old long ponytail, you know. He's got his little pizza chef hat on, and um, he's in there just. You know, they toss the dough, and uh, they play with the kids. I mean, the kids are all lined up watching, you know, them make pizzas, and and they're all faces are all placed up against the glass, you know. And Pizza Man will throw dough, uh, dough at them, dough at the at the at the at the window or um, flour, or he'll make, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> he'll make um, faces with like the, the flour on there, or slam his hand against it, and flour flies all over the place, or when he's making the pizza itself, uh, which they can see very clearly from the window, he'll do something like take the ladle with the sauce, and he'll make a funny face with it, or he'll make a big heart, and just different shapes and stuff. They have a lot of fun. The kids have a lot of fun. But it seems like Pizza Man and the other other guy that he has in there working with him, they have a lot of fun too, playing, with, just entertaining the kids, you know. And it's it's got this. Um, there's a, a smell to the place. I love the smell. It's it has seen what thirty something years of uh, pizza making, and the kitchen is separated from the dining room by just a, a doorway. And then of course you've got these these uh, glass you know windows. Uh, where you can see in, but it, it's like the the aroma of baking pizzas just permeates the entire place. It has permeated the wood, the floors, the ceilings. It's it's everywhere. So when you walk in, it just smells like you're walking into a big pizza, which personally I love. My wife, she, you know, she loves it when we're there. What she doesn't like is when we leave and you still smell like pizza. <laughs> And she talks about that all the time. Me, I hey, I like it. I could walk around smell like pizza all day. It wouldn't bother me. But uh, anyway, so it's it's really um, it's it's one of these hole in the wall places. It's just a little mom and pop pizzeria, um, old. It's got that sense of time to it. And another very unique thing about this place is they have a, a local artist, and they've been doing this, goodness gracious, I don't know how long. I mean, this has been going on for years and years and years. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes all the way back to uh, when the place first started. But there's a local artist, and what she does is every, uh, I think it's like every week or so, I, I found the story out a couple times ago when I was there, a couple of visits back. Every week or so, she'll come in, and they'll give her um, a pizza box or a few pizza boxes, just plain white, looking pizza boxes and she takes those home with her and she she draws or or illustrates I should say I don't know exactly what 
medium she uses uh, or what um, art supplies she uses, whether it's paint or ink or, or whatever, but she illustrates these boxes, and they're all kind of cartoony um, in a way, and they all have this character, you know, Pizza Man, and, uh, it, you know, it's always got some kind of a caption on it or like a little blurb where the, the character is speaking. And, I mean, it's not just Pizza Man. you got some of them are like these famous people like Elvis, and she'll have Elvis talking about how great Pizza Man is. But she does it in a way that it's it's very funny. It's it's very, uh, there's a word for this, and I'm, I'm forgetting it right now. Um, it, it's a, golly, I can't think of it. But it, it's very a quick-witted, right? Very quick-witted way of communicating something about Pizza Man. And in the past, she's also made comments about, you know, Saints football and LSU football and, uh, you know, famous game shows, you know, where Pizza Man would be the contestant. And, you know, he's saying something about how pizza always wins because it's the best. And I mean, just but what they do is they take all of these boxes and they line the wall with them close to where the ceiling is, right, where the wall and the ceilings meet. So literally, in the entire restaurant, you have these boxes just making a trail all the way around the building, the inside of the building. And then she has some, I think, uh, behind the jukebox, and some of them maybe even like some timely ones, um, like even with the election and all that, they had boxes for that. Timely ones will be placed um, on the jukebox, uh, behind the register, the counter behind the register. Uh, there's a, a, a little wall that kind of is a, a divider. It's not. It doesn't go all the way, but it's a partial divider of a room. It makes two separate rooms, and it's a low wall. It comes only to about uh, waist high, maybe a little bit higher than that. She'll take boxes and place them there, balanced on this uh, this wall. So you know there are boxes everywhere. I mean, people go there to eat. They want to watch Pizza Man cook. They want to read all of these uh, boxes. And like I said, they've been doing this for so long that what they have now is this this huge catalog of boxes. So they change them out all the time. So you'll walk in uh, one day and go eat, and, and you can read all the boxes and, and laugh and, and think about how cool it all is. And then say like next month you go back to eat, and guess what? All the boxes are different. Uh, so you, you get to do it all over again. I mean, it's just a really, really cool place. It's Pizza Man in Covington, I think the official name of the place is Pizza Man of Covington. So um, it's a wonderful place, probably my top number one pizza place right now. Um, now, Alexandra mentions the pizza wow in her uh, in her comment, and the wow is one of my favorites as well. It's it's, uh, it's a white pizza. It's got just like a, a, a olive oil garlic. Uh, Topping as far as uh, a sauce goes, olive oil and garlic. Uh, it's got a couple of different kinds of cheeses. I can't remember exactly. I think maybe some feta and a mozzarella and and, uh, and whatnot. And there's also uh, lump crab meat and artichoke hearts. And I think that's the only thing on there. I'd have to double check, but I'm pretty sure. And it's phenomenal. It is a great, great pizza. Um, so if you're ever in Covington, try out Pizza Man. It's a wonderful, wonderful place. Patrick Moore uh, wrote in via Facebook, and Patrick had this to say. He says, hey, Jeff, pizza. I've made it, eaten it, regretted it, loved it, sought it, shunned it, traveled for it, had it delivered, dropped it, and served it. 
Today, I wear the evidence of my frequent pizza partakes around my waist, like a girth of pizza honor. <laughs> the world heavyweight champion belt has nothing on my pepperoni special, and cheap pizza gives me nightmares, literally, so no Frieza pizza for me. Actually, I don't eat it that much anymore, the restrictions of approaching middle age. Pizza stories? Well, about three years ago, I made the kids a pizza, and on a whim, I made an egg dough for the crust. One egg added to whatever pizza crust recipe I was following made a remarkable difference. Of, of course, the crust became more doughy than what would be a traditional crust, but my kids loved it and have asked me to make it again and again. Easter weekend, 1994, I was in Chicago with Kelly, and we were walking around downtown. The infamous wind was blowing, and I thought my ears were going to freeze and drop off into the Chicago River as we crossed one of the bridges on foot. <laughs> it was quite painful, and I can feel the misery of that wind even as I sit here today. I also remember, however, that we were on a worthy quest, Pizzeria Uno, or in our case, and to be specific, Pizzeria Duo, the second location. <laughs> We had what I think was probably the house special pie. I've never eaten its equal before or since. It was perfect. And why do people collect the best pizza I ever had stories? No one collects cheeseburger stories or BLT stories. Mention pizza in a crowd, however, and someone will tell you he's been to the best pizza place ever. A senseless competition often ensues, at least among those not fortunate and virtuous enough to be counted among the Catholic foodies. <laughs> Plainly, there's something magic about the flatbread with sauce and cheese on top. And yes, in closing, anchovies on my pie, please. About that, there's no in-between. Signed, Patrick. Well, that, that, was, that was remarkable, the whole, uh, uh, that feedback, that whole email. And thank you so much, Patrick, for sending that in. Um, there's so much here that I could comment on. I, I agree 100%. Uh, 100%. Why is it that we have the best pizza I ever had stories, but you never hear stories about the best cheeseburger or whatever it may be? Um, it, it's an interesting point. What is it about pizza that makes it so special? I can't answer that question. I don't know. But there is something about pizza that does make it special. Um, you know, as far as the egg and the dough, I can imagine in my mind, you know, being someone who, who cooks, I can imagine that being really, really good and, and changing the consistency of the dough. I've never thought about it. I just never thought about doing that. So maybe in my next experiment, I'll have to try putting an egg in the dough and seeing what, uh, seeing what happens. Now, there's one thing that I have to say, Patrick, that I will not try, and uh, that's the anchovies. I, um, I've had anchovies before, and I just... I don't like them. <laughs> There's no other way to say it. I just don't like anchovies. So um, my son actually has eaten anchovies. He eats pretty much anything, uh, but I, I just I don't, I don't like them. So I'm going to keep those off my pizzas, but uh, hey, if we ever get together and make pizza, uh, I'm going to let you make one that, you know, you have anchovies on it, and then I'll make one where there's no anchovies on it. We can <laughs> We can eat that way. So... Once again, thank you so much for that uh, that feedback. That was a uh, you, you have a way with words. You really painted a story uh, with words when you sent that in to me. So thank you for that. Well, I also received some voice feedback, uh, and I'd like to play that for you right now. This is uh, from Nick, 
Hey, Jeff. This is Nick from Rochester. Uh, I used to go to college in Albany, and uh, I used to be a place there, Cusados. I'm not sure if it's still there or not, but they used to make a pizza called the Colossal. I'm not exactly sure how big it was, but they didn't have a square box big enough for it. I actually cut the slices up and, and put it in a sheet box. Um, but uh, after a long night of doing things other than studying one of their Colossals, uh, kind of hit my friends well. <laughs> so that's the favorite pizza that I had, at least in my college years. Um, I just want to leave you that feedback. God bless. The Colossal. Wow, that sounds that sounds good. You know, it's it's funny because you mentioned Albany, and it seems to me in in the in the world of pizza, you know, of course you've got Italy, right? And and most I'm willing to, uh, uh, or at least I suppose that most of us listening to this podcast have not been to Italy. Now I I did get to go, and this was years and years back. But if you've been to Italy, you know how they serve pizza there. It's it's a little bit different than here in the states. But here in the States, would you talk about pizza in general? If you're going to get into some sort of a philosophical discussion about pizza, there are two different camps I think you're going to come across. Number one is this New York-style pizza, New York pizza. There's something almost mystical, or I should say mythical, about New York pizza. I mean, if you remember Sister Julia's feedback, she talks about Brooklyn pizza, open it up right next door, and how... Sister Meg swears that it's it's the closest thing to a New York pizza that she's had down here in New Orleans. There's something about New York pizza. So just mentioning Albany kind of brings that up, uh, Nick, you know, thinking about what is it about New York? You know, why New York? And, uh, I mean, I guess it's a lot of the reason is because you had a lot of Italian immigrants there when, you know, way back when. And uh, a lot of, lot of people, a lot of Italians opened up pizzerias. And so they have a sort of a carryover from Italy in, in the style of pizza that they, that they make. Then, of course, you've got this other camp, which is like what the Chicago deep dish camp, um, you know, which is a very different way of making pizzas. Uh, so I don't know. It's just it's really interesting. You have this whole, uh, I don't know, almost like a genre of, of pizza or different genres of pizza. You've got your, your New York-style pizza and you've got your Chicago-style pizza. Uh, and then, of course, on the other side of the ocean, you've got your Italian-style pizza. But uh, it, the Colossal, that that sounds, um, well, it sounds both fascinating and intimidating. <laughs> I wonder how many people does that actually feed? I mean, that, that's got to be a big thing. I remember when I was in Italy, we went to, uh, I was in Naples for a few days. And when I was in Naples, I saw like a, uh, it was like an advertisement, but more like a, like a postcard of a pizzeria in Naples who had supposedly made, I don't know if it was like the world's largest pizza. It was huge. I mean, this thing was like 30 feet long. It was, I don't know how in the world they did it, but this was a long, long pizza. It was kind of like a what you would think is a square shape or a rectangle, but it was just massive. It was huge. So um, when you mentioned Colossal, that's the image that came into my head. It won't fit in a box. It's just, it's Colossal. So anyway, uh, I would love to either see a picture of that thing or um, to find out how much, you know, how many people could eat off of that or or what. That would be awesome. So anyway, thank you so much, Nick, for sending that in. And uh, you've got me kind of thinking now. How could I make some really big pizzas? I have a small oven, so I don't know how I do that. <laughs> 
Well, I'm going to share just a couple of more pieces of feedback, just very short. These are things that were written on the wall of the Catholic Foodie page on Facebook. And uh, I've, I've received so much feedback through email and voicemail and also on, uh, on Facebook that I'm going to have to divide this episode, episode 7, into two sections, two segments. So we'll have part 1 and part 2. Right now, you're listening to part 1, and uh, I'm going to upload part 2 uh, just a, a, in just a little while. Uh, so it, I think it'd make it easier for you to listen to this if it's divided into two sections. So here are a few things that were said on the Facebook page, and we're going to end ep- uh, part one uh, with this feedback. Um, Heather Langwa in Baton Rouge said that Papa Murphy's is by far her favorite pizza, and Mr. Gaddy's would run a close second. And I remember growing up in Baton Rouge, I never went to Papa Murphy's, but Mr. Gaddy's was one of my favorites as a as a child. So uh, even seeing that name brought back some memories for me. <laughs> the, uh, also, Craig Tafaro wrote in. He said, Loving the podcasts. As far as pizza, I enjoy a wide variety of pizza, but prefer brick oven, thin, hand-tossed. The best pizza I've ever had was in a uh, Croatian pizzeria in the Czech Republic. I guess that doesn't have any relativity to the show, though. So as far as the states, I try to find something that resembles the Croatian style. I enjoy a good spinach or authentic meat lover's pizza. That sounds awesome. That sounds uh, great. I, re- I did. Uh, I remember as a late teen, I think I was 18 years old at the time, I did go to Medjugorje. Uh, I think it was around Thanksgiving uh, of my 18th year. And I remember eating a pizza right over close to the church. And uh, just absolutely loved it. Matter of fact, we ate there one day, and I liked it so much, I went back the next day. So once again, very simple pizzas, not elaborate as uh, we have here in the States, but just delicious and very, very simple. Uh, Sister Ann Flanagan uh, said that uh, one of her other, uh, one of the sisters, Sister Rosaria's uh, homemade pizza Bianca in Italy can't be beat. It's simple perfection. And I wonder if that's the same uh, Pizza Bianca that uh, Sister Julia was talking about. Uh, Sister Anne and Sister Julia are friends. They're both uh, daughters of St. Paul. So I wonder if they were there at the same time eating the same pizza. That's pretty cool. And uh, that's it for the feedback that I had on uh, Facebook. Uh, the Catholic Foodie, if you're on Facebook, check out that group page and uh, become a member. Also, if you would like to leave feedback, you can send me an email at catholicfoodie at gmail.com, and you can also call the listener feedback line, and that number is 985-635-4974, 985-635-4974. And of course, you're always welcome if you have the capability of recording an MP3 file on your computer to do so, and you can also send that to me via email at catholicfoodie.com. Don't forget to check out the show notes at catholicfoodie.com. And until next time, bon appetit.